Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, and if you're wondering why you're hearing my voice and not the beautiful voice of our fearless leader, Zach, um, it is because he had other things come up. Janet is not here for the second week in a row. Um, She didn't like that we placed a franchise tag on her, but you are in the right place. Um, Let that be known. This is another episode of Lombardi Sweep. I am Trevor Land, of course, and of course, as always with me is also Luke Reimer. How are you doing today? All good, man. Um, As much as I uh, want to talk Packers? I also don't want to talk Packers. So <laughs> that's a pretty fair assessment that I feel like a lot of people would agree with you on. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what? For for the fans and to show Janet that the show can't go on without her, um, I, I feel like we owe the service to do it. So uh, so let's just jump into it. And right off the bat, I mean, what else are we going to start on? Um, the Devonte Adams trade. Um, what already pretty much feels like a week ago, if not a month ago. Um, happened since our last show last Wednesday. The Packers uh, obviously put the tag on Devontae Adams and subsequently traded him to Las Vegas Raiders for the first round pick this year and another second round pick this year, which are number 22 and number 53. As part of that deal, Devontae signed a five-year, $140 million deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, His cap hits are $8 million, 30 21 and then the last two years both 40 million cap hits obviously last year he'll be 36 at that time of the contract um so luke give give me your initial thoughts your initial shock value of this trade um it has time made it any better for you well i'll say right off the bat that i think you and zach both know that i'm a big Devonte adams fan um at 1.0 shotgunning beers for every touchdown he scored um, I'm unable to do that anymore, so it does upset me a little bit. But in my mind, you know, Devonta Adams is probably the best receiver in Packer history, or Don Hudson, whatever. But to trade him in his prime with, you know, him and Rodgers having, like, one of the best chemistries in NFL history, you know, like, if Devonta's one-on-one, he's, he's getting the ball, he's scoring a touchdown. It just It's just strange. Um, it, it almost feels like that's a guy that you keep on the team, you give anything you can to keep on the team. Um, cause, uh, I don't think a lot of teams win when they trade away, you know, hall of famers in their prime. Yeah. And, and the thing for me too, at first I was like, you know, it's an, it's an okay deal, whatever, but as time goes on and I'm sure, you know, a lot of Packer fans on Twitter are feeling a different way already, which is interesting to me, but the Packers have said they're going all in for two years now. Right. Mm-hmm. And last year that all in was just bringing everybody back and, you know, say what you will about that, but that's a strategy, I guess. Good says we're going all in and he trades Devante. Mm-hmm. So clearly we're not going all in. So my question is, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have one foot in the door, one foot out. This is a move that seems like a next 10 years move. So I would ask him, are we going all in or not? 
Because if we're really going all in, why is he gone? And if we're not, why didn't we trade Aaron Rodgers for the Hall? Well, well, Trevor, on top of that, too, going all the way back to the when they lost to San Francisco in the NFC Championship and drafted Jordan Love af- after, um, had the Packers gotten any better since that game? No. Which, which, is, no. which is wild. You're, you're right. That said, wondering if he's going 10 years in the future, but trying to keep something alive here. It's either, it's either one way or the other. That's, that's how NFL works. That's how all sports work, to, to build a team to sustain success. You know, you can't, you can't play in that middle. Then you end up like, um, like the Memphis Grizzlies, their whole, their whole franchise existence, you know? Yeah. And, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but you look back at that draft when we reached heavily on Jordan Love, even traded up for him, T Higgins, Chase Claypool, and uh, Michael Pittman Jr., just three names just taken in the second round. That's not including the whole draft. So you got to wonder about that. But um, one of the things that I really wanted to touch on for this contract, and it's something that's getting misconstrued a lot, and it's really frustrating. Total money and guaranteed money are two different things. And I, I think people need to understand that. And Zach, hopefully I make you proud by saying this because I know it's a big point of contention for you. When his agents and when everybody says that the Raiders made the same contract, first of all, we've seen this plenty of times. We've seen it with the Brian Flores firing, all this stuff coming out late for crowd control. The other thing is, if the total money might be the same, but if the guaranteed money isn't the same, it doesn't mean a dang thing, right? We can offer Devontae Adams $40 million a year, but if there isn't any guaranteed money on it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, So just because some people who have been wrong on pretty much 11 out of 12 things going back to that NFC championship game um, are saying that it was the same contract and echoing the same opinion. uh, It's not, I, we hate to be the one to break it to you here, but uh, if you doubt us, let us just ask you a question and response. When was the last time we were wrong? Luke, you have anything to add to that? Oh, Luke, it seems you are muted. You know, it's tough. We've been talking all year that, um, that you know, the, the Packers media, well, obviously we're probably biased. We see more Packer, or more Packer media. I'm sure every team sees their own media as much as we see Packer media. But that, you know, nobody has any idea what's going on. People are just trying to get the first scoop and, and not getting stuff right. And this is just another situation where you have people who think that they know about football, all of football, in one of the biggest spots that you need to know all about football, which is a shame, but it, it, it is tough. I mean, we've even seen guys, Adam Schefter, you know, breaking stuff that wasn't true, Ian Rappaport. It's just wild that, that all this goes on to, just to be the first one uh, to get a scoop out there. For sure. And, you know, another message that I want to get out there, um, don't listen to people who can't even do the basic research needed to spell a name correctly from their own team in a tweet. Um, You know what? I'm not going to name names. You know who it is. Um, Rasul Douglas was spelled incorrectly. Tyreek Hill was spelled incorrectly. Um, I know it's a Packers reporter, but it's a guy named Tyreek Hill. You should be getting that right. Um, And it's just you know, it's frustrating, you know, everybody's buying it, you know, from these guys like Tom Silverstein, who just tweeted fake info from a fake account two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand why he's still the sources. And the other thing I want to touch on with this trade, and I'm sure you feel the same way. A lot of people are saying, oh, Devante trade got us uh, Jaron Reed, Tunyon mm-hmm. and Rasul. Right. We'll get into later. Um, the cap is easy to manipulate and we've seen Goot do it. We talked about it with Rogers contract last week. We've talked about it with 
some great contracts he's put out because that's one of the things he's very good at. If Goot really wanted to make it happen, he could have got Reed, Tunyon, and Rasul, and Devontae Adams. It might seem like it's not possible, but it definitely was. Do, do you agree with that sentiment? Does that also kind of annoy you, that kind of trade talk, what we got for Devontae, quote-unquote? Yeah, it, it, you, you, I mean, you hit it on the head there again. It, you're right. Um, you are right that Gutenkus has, has done well with, with contracts and, and, you know, moving money around, getting guys signed. Like the first time we signed Devontae Adams was right before the receiver market went up. I think we got Devontae like seven mil and then it jumped up to like 15 or something like that. Um, so, so yeah, you're, you're right about that. And, and yeah, like moving all the money. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it all made sense to me. I was trying to process it in my head as you were talking and it all came, it came to a conclusion at the end there. It seems good, and, and we will move on. We won't dwell anymore on the Devontae talk. I'm sure you're tired of it. Uh, I, I know I'm kind of tired of it already, so so we'll move on to a brighter spot. Uh, Rasul Douglas is a Packer, um, signed an extension. Um, Three-year, $21 million, but it really is a two-year deal. Um, the only guaranteed money appears to be the signing bonus, $5.3 million. Um, there is $4.5 million of possible incentives, um, but that is laced to a Pro Bowl playing time and interceptions, which... Um, from all reports, seems likely that it won't happen, especially the Pro Bowl. We know how hard it is to get in there. Um, cap hit this year is $3.3 million. Um, however, in year three, it does balloon to, I've seen conflicting reports of from nine to $10.5 million in year three. Um, so it's pretty much a two-year deal because of that, because of how much money they could uh, save by releasing him going into that third season. Um, so Luke, with, with the breakdown of the contract, getting Rasul back, um, what are your thoughts on this deal? Overpaid, decent deal. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, if you're bringing him back, you're bringing him back at that much money. I'm, I'm not going to say he's overpaid, but um, like we've been talking about all year. I know Zach brought it up at the beginning of the year that, you know, they're talking about moving Jair Alexander to the slot, which we have discussed would be absolutely horrible, um, considering that Jair Alexander can take away a half of a field by himself. Um, as opposed to like one one little lane in the slot, um, that's my only worry with it. I think it's a good problem to have that you have three kind of startable cornerbacks. Um, obviously, you're kind of in a tough spot because Rasul Douglas is kind of a vet. You know, he knows knows how to play. Jair's, you know, not fully a complete veteran, but he's he's on that path. And then Eric Stokes is still kind of a rookie. So how how do you mix that that time in and out? Like, I'm sure that the guys will figure it out. Um, but it, it, I guess what I'm saying, like I said, it's a good problem to have right now. For sure. And, you know, one of the things that we've really harped on more than really any other Packer podcast is special teams and having good special teams players. Um, you would hope, and we certainly as a podcast would hope that the Packers get special teams guys. But, you know, in that case that Rasul Douglas has to play special teams, that that helps that you have a guy that yeah. can at least somewhat play it. Um, and on top of that, you know, we saw Jair go down. Um, Eric Stokes, you know, what we have in him is still up in the air. So, you know, I'm not saying we have a bad secondary by any means, but, you know, at least for me, I don't know about you, it seems nice to at least have, even if we don't know where he slots, that depth for that, sure. you know, you kind of feel a little more safe with. Right, and that's what we've been talking. I know when we were doing draft stuff last year, um, kind of, I think we were talking about right after the Buccaneers, we we're talking about how can the Packers get back here? How, how can they over get over this? And our big thing was depth on the offensive line and depth on the defense line. Depth everywhere is so important to a good team. Um, if, if you can get, you know, 
start even get Jair Alexander two breathers during the game, even if he's not hurt, you know, and it's, it's incredible to have. Um, I know it's, it's kind of tough, tough to work that with money, like how much you're going to pay a backup, but there definitely is advantages to maybe spending a little bit more money on, on a backup than others would think. Yeah. And you know, on, on top of that too, I think that that third year, year deal, that's basically makes it a two year deal is huge. Right. You know, if, if you give yourself an out, you know, it's hard to complain about playing a guy $3.3 million for sure. Yeah. Trevor, just just when I brought that up, that, that came in my head, you know, maybe it's paying a lot for a backup. What what do you think the maximum would, would you would pay to pay for a backup quarterback if you could have anyone in the league? A backup corner? Quarter. So someone behind Quarterback. Rogers, yep. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset that uh, – you know, if somebody hasn't been hurt for a while, you just kind of get the feeling they're going to get hurt again. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but Rogers has been healthy for a long time. Um, he's getting older. So at this point, personally, I'd say a cap hit. Honestly, it's, I'd say a minimum. Um, because if you're truly That's all fair. in yeah. and you don't have Aaron Rodgers, you're screwed anyways, right? So right. you might as well tank. So yeah. now that I'm kind of thinking about it out loud, What's the point of having a good guy? You know, that a makes middle sense. tier draft pick. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, would I'm sorry, just to go off that. Would you be comfortable yeah. if, let's say, Jordan Love doesn't happen or he's not going to play this year? Would you be comfortable with Kurt Benkert as a backup quarterback? I would. Yeah. Um, I you know look, and people can look back at at training camp. Zach was definitely the first one to talk about it. I jumped down the bandwagon. I think with you and Janet. I think Kurt Benkert is the second best quarterback on this team. Mm-hmm. He was throwing some dimes in training camp with a lot less, uh, you know, uh, a lot less around him than love, in my opinion. So I, I would love him. He also and for hit, the memes, right? You're right. He also hit the net from 50 yards at family night or whatever. Hey, Jordan, Jordan Love doesn't do that. All right. No. Maybe maybe if we gave the net an opposing team's jersey <laughs> right. for the Mountain West Conference, it's possible. But you're right. Um, and the guys are on a Fresno State Uni. <laughs> just not a Devonte one right um but kind of on the offensive topic uh robert tunyon is back tight end obviously a lot of questions were were coming up about him torn acl how would he come back what would that look like what would the market look like um we don't have the it doesn't look like the full breakdown is out yet however um it appears to be a one-year deal with a void year attached to that um, $3.7 million cap hit with $1.75 million uh, in incentives. Um, the only thing we have to go off of right now is Silverstein. So, um, you know, take that as, as you will, um, for sure. Uh, but if this is the deal for Tanya, knowing he cannot come back probably till week nine or 10, um, you know, is this too much? Is this too little? Is this a product of the market? You know, how, how are you looking at this? Well, see, I don't know because right now the Packers, Number one pass catcher is a guy known for run blocking. Um, so there's obviously a, a need for, for to catch passes. Um, if Robert Tanya's not coming back, you know, until mid to mid to the end of the season, how are you going to win, you know, six games that you're going to be in the playoff hunt at that time? Um, and and with, with the rec- obviously the drafts coming up and free agency still going on, but with the receiving core they have right now, um, there's not much that I love out there for, for receiving talent. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, Rodgers can make anyone good. It's just a matter of, you know, can that person help Rodgers like Devontae Adams could help Rodgers. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the tight end market has been weird this year. Obviously, Evan Ingram got paid. His cap hit is going to be about $9 million. That doesn't really make sense. But outside of that, you know, you got Hayden Hurst at about three and a half, OJ Howard, three and a half, Tyler Conklin, 3.3, um, CJ Uzama at about four and a half. But you do have tight ends on the market, obviously. A lot, a lot of those guys you just named, I'm sorry, are, are going to be backup tight ends at, at their spot. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And obviously your guy, Jimmy Graham is out there. Ebron, Jarwin, Cook, Ferkser, Crop. You know, we've talked about these guys. You know, even though you're not getting Tony until the second half of the year, you have to feel like no, none of these free agent guys really pop out, do they? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to suck. It's going to be interesting to see what those guys get, uh, because this seems like a lot of money for Tunyon in this for only being able to play a second half of the season. Um, however, if he was offered by a team that is a contender, you know, maybe that's all they really need. Second half type of the season type of guy. Um, Obviously, now with Tunyon back, that's another at least second half of the season target. Does this have you feeling a little more, a, a little less uneasy about the wide receiver dilemma? Or do you think, you know, a tight end like Tunyon, as good as he is and can be, can't replace what we're missing? Well, here's the thing that I, that I thought about is I wonder how much faith they have in Josiah Aguara. Um, if, if, you know, they're, they're not reaching out and trying to grab a free agent tight end. Um, I know he got a little bit involved at the end of the year and um, caught a couple passes in, or maybe one one or two passes in the San Francisco game. Um, so I'm wondering, almost wondering if that might be a split, um, maybe the first couple of weeks when Robert Tunyon comes back. But no, no, Trevor, I, I do think that this, I mean, this helps the receiver's core a little bit, right? You know, you have someone who has at least some chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, someone who, you know, you know, you can, who can catch touchdowns. He had 11 two years ago. Um but, I mean, when you're talking about Devontae Adams, if you combine the last two years, he almost had 3,000 yards and, what was it, 29 touchdowns? I mean, that's not replaceable um, on the team. The, there's only one player in the league who can do that, and he's now on the Raiders. Um, so it's going to have to be a by committee. You're going to have to get guys hot at right times. There, there isn't going to be a guy that, that Rodgers can rely on that, uh, we, that we saw him rely on in the San Francisco game with Devontae Adams. Yeah, you know, Tunyon is for sure going to have to step up. And to your point, those 3,000 receiving yards, it's not replaceable, right? You don't get three receivers that can get you, you know, 500 yards a season and say, hey, mm-hmm. 500 plus 500 plus 500 equals 1,500. That's not how it works. Uh, the double teams, the attention he gets, the moves he can make, it's your point that's not replaceable. Um, so obviously, I, I would agree. I think that's still a huge thing. Um, do, do you think there are any receivers or maybe even heaven forbid a second tight end, your buddy, Jimmy Graham, uh, that can help kind of alleviate that pain right now? Well, like I said before, if, if you can get a guy out there who has experience playing wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball to, you're going to succeed in some capacity. There's just not a name out there that, that screams game changer. Is there? Um, I know everyone's like Julio Jones, like, no, the dude can't stay healthy. Zach said that if he slips on ice in Green Bay, he's out for his career. Um, Jarvis Landry, did he sign it? I don't think he signed anybody, but he, no. you know, he's kind of a drag slant kind of guy. Not not a huge, you know, post take the top off the defense kind of guy. Um, I mean, o- Odell would be great, but he's not going to play next year. There's just so many red flags around all these guys out there. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, you have Will Fuller. His health definitely has to be questioned. Um, Demir Bird, he's kind of like that slant. A, a ton of names here. Um, and 
there was Zach did tweet out something about uh, teams getting calls about Devontae Parker. Um, we've seen him be a solid two. He was an okay one uh, for the Dolphins this year. Um, would two questions kind of off of Devontae Parker with the recent Hill acquisition? Um, one, would you be happy with trading for Devontae Parker? And if so, uh, what would the haul? What what would the haul be that you would be okay with to get Devontae Parker in Green Bay? So, yes, I, I would be okay with that trade. Um, I just don't think Miami would do it because Jalen Waddle and Terry Kill are both very small. They don't have a big big receiver to throw to. Um, but, you know, what, what are you going to give up for him? I mean, we saw Robert Woods go for a sixth-round pick. I know that he would come, come off an ACL, but Robert Woods is a damn good player. I'd say better – I think we both agree better than Devontae Parker when, when Robert Woods is in his, his you know, his last couple of years. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, would I even give up that for Devontae Parker if, if that's what receivers are going for? I don't know. Um, I mean, if, if you want him, you know, maybe a fourth at best. I, I, I don't know if you have any building blocks off of that. but Yeah, you know, you, it's weird, too, because you look at Amari Cooper, great receiver. Granted, his salary cap hit of about $20 million. That, that That's a big number. But yeah. he also only went for a fifth. Um, so understanding that that cap hit moved into it, but you know, still, I, obviously they probably wouldn't have gotten anything more than a fourth for him with a reasonable cap. I, I'd have to agree with you. I don't know seeing the market that's been set. What's good for Parker more in a six and a seventh. And to your point, even with his injuries as a six, three guy, um, you know, they're probably going to keep him with those small guys. And And the thing is too, you know, all, all these people on, on Twitter that I'm sure you see, like I said before, like Packers Twitter, and, um, they're saying, oh, we can get rid of Devontae. Now we can grab two receivers in the draft and sign a veteran. Uh, Rodgers is 30, I think he's 38 in December. Um, he's not playing in the NFL too much longer. I don't know that you need a rookie receiver to develop with him right now because I think with Rodgers, it takes, you know, two or three years to build that connection before Rodgers really trusts you, like we saw with Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson. Um, so I don't know. I mean, obviously a rookie receiver would help, but I don't know how much it helps to win a Super Bowl. I don't know how much it helps, you know, for the next two years in the long run, maybe if, if Jordan Love takes over for Rodgers, but uh, otherwise I don't, I don't see, see much use other than maybe a, a big play every here and there out of a fast rookie receiver. Yeah. And like everything, you know, names get thrown out. People fall in love with players. We saw it with Amari Rodgers, even though, um, people didn't really look at his stats. They just looked at, um, black slot receiver and said he's the next Randall Cobb didn't look that he was slow short and you know I won't get into that but people are loving Chris Olave right now I think he's good but to your point you know how is Devontae coming out of college right mm-hmm. there were there was a large fandom that said he should have been cut and to your point Rogers has three years left um guys that can get the playbook down are good fast can check all those boxes in the last how many years, it's really been Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase making a splash right out the gate, and that's with Jamar Chase having Joe Burrow. So to your point, I mean, this isn't going to hit the ground running no matter who you get at wide receiver. So that that's definitely a scary thing. Yeah, and, and you know, everyone, the Packer fans have weird mindsets that let's contend and rebuild at the same exact time, and that's what all these optimistic fans are. And like, okay, this brings us all the full circle at the beginning of the of the podcast. One foot in or the other, you know, you you have to pick one in order to successfully complete what you want to do, right? Yeah, and you know, the other thing is, we're the goddamn Green Bay Packers. 
Like we've had a Super Bowl window open longer than I have been alive, longer than a lot of people, a lot of new Packer fans on Twitter have been alive. And so we're we're the Packers. We're not the Lions. Like yeah, Tra- you Trevor, should not be looking ten years. I refuse to believe that this is a losing franchise. <laughs> so I mean, hey, you know, it's just that continued success, you know, thinking 10 years down the road during that, as much as I love them, that's a Lions, Browns, you know, Vikings, Bears mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man, is it tough to see it? Yeah. Hey, hey, I want to shout out Randy watching on Twitch too. Um, you said they can get a great receiver. Um, very curious. Any, anyone in mind? Um, I, I know there's, there's a lot of names floating out there. I just like to hear people's opinions on, on a good receiver core to, to fill Devontae's spot. Yeah, and the other thing I saw too was some people were mad about the haul we got for Devontae um, compared to Hill. I think people need to understand Hill is um, two years younger. Um, that's huge, 28 versus 30. Obviously, we know how big the 30 number is in the NFL. Um, obviously, the contract situation is a little different, but speed kills, man, in the NFL, and people love to fall in love with it. So that's he's, something to keep in mind. He's like the best game changer in NFL history, so he's definitely going to get his money worth. Um, whether he's a good receiver or not. For sure. And another signing for the Packers, I believe this was today or yesterday. You know what? All the days are going together. It's March Madness. The Packers are in flames. So who who cares what day it was? But uh, Jaron Jaron Reed, I apologize if I mispronounced it, um, defensive lineman, signed him from Kansas City, free agent, um, Reed started in all 17 games during the season with Kansas City. He had 43 combined tackles, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and 12 quarterback hits. In three postseason games, he had 13 tackles, one sack, one hit. And in 89 career games played, he has 237 combined tackles and 24 and a half sacks. Luke, what do you think about this signing, this guy hopefully sliding in next to Kenny Clark this year? So that's obviously the big thing, right, is Kenny Clark may not have to face double teams and triple teams all game um, because we all know what he can do in the run game, what he can do in the pass game for, from that um, nose tackle spot. And Kenny Clark's interesting nose tackle because he's kind of a slimmer guy, but I think he's a wrestler growing up, so you know he can get those angles. That's just weird how, how football can work like that, right? Um, but I, Trevor, did you say, I, I know me and Zach discussed this before, but was Jerron Ger- Reed, was he in trouble ever? Yes, yes, and and that's a, a thing that uh, that I will go off of. Uh, suspended for six games for the NFL for personal conduct policy. Um, I'll, I'll go into that a little deeper after that. But yes, okay, um, yeah, but you know, it's a body, right? I, I say, I feel like I say this every show. It's a body, but it's a body who can play. I mean, he's, he's proved that. You know, you just listed off all the stats there. Um, if not else, he can fill a hole. Um, you know, kind of that 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 Tyler Lancaster role, right? Um, if you can't get get anywhere, just fall down and, you know, you fill a hole. Um, Jaron Reed's a good player. Uh, it, it'll, it'll help the defensive line a lot. It'll help the edge rushers a lot. I mean, this may free up Rashawn Gary to um, maybe fin- finish more than half of his sacks uh, this year. Um, and, and it'll definitely help uh, Preston Smith. Out. I'm sure he's most happy about this. For sure. And, you know, you look at the Packers when they won the Super Bowl, when they had you know, arguably outside of this year, the best defense they've they've had since, gosh, the 90s, right? Yeah, since Reggie White. 
um, they had BJ Raji plugging the hole and they had guys like Cullen Jenkins doing it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they got their pressure. Cause when you're bringing linebackers and they don't have an extra guy for them or they're going one-on-one, that's where it hits. And if this makes Kenny Clark's job easier, we saw what Kenny Clark did this year. Um, mm-hmm. that's a heck of a sign in my opinion. Yep. Um, but going into his legal troubles, I, I saw a lot of people, um, talking about it that didn't know what they were talking about. Um, I have a criminal justice background, so I feel like out of anybody in Packers Twitter, I'm probably the most inclined to be able to talk about this um, academically, uh, correctly, I should say. Um, It was a fourth degree assault charge, which is a misdemeanor. Obviously, people hear um, assault. I believe it was assault. Assault or battery, they kind of go hand in hand at that level, at that count. Fourth degree. Um, so he was detained by police. No far, no charges um, were filed. No trial was brought up. But the NFL did suspend him for six games. And a lot of stink was brought up about this. Um, I'm not saying it is by any means good um, with an altercation with a significant other in the house. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that misdemeanor, no charges were brought. And those are usually uh, brought pretty often. Um, so the fact that it wasn't brought, you know, that that would lend me to believe that it's not exactly a continued problem, especially seeing it was how many years ago and we haven't heard anything from him since. Right. Um, so to anybody freaking out about it, you know, this is not a Kareem Hunt situation. This is not a Ray Rice situation. This is very clearly. And again, I'm trying, I, I don't want this taken out of context, but this, does seem to have been a he said, she said fact. Not that we're taking any sides in this, but understand that moving forward that this is not a Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt character we are bringing into the locker room. And I think I told you guys, um, good good monologue, by the way. That, that was good. Thank you. Um, um, Green Bay is not a place you're going to get in trouble. Um, trust me, I've been in every single inch of this city um, at, at, at night and times I shouldn't be. Um, there's not a lot that goes on. Um, other than Latroy Guyon, who got busted for $200,000 $200, in cash, three handguns, and 10 pounds of weed in his car. Um, you know, this is a good place. It's a good place for him. Um, it, it seems like he wants to play hard-nosed football. That's what you're going to get in in, uh, in Green Bay. Um, I, I know it kind of feels like that the uh, Lambeau field and the cold whole thing, whole uh, home field advantage is not really a home field advantage anymore. But he's a guy who who can, who can probably play in the cold and and, and match up match up with some uh so, some guards and centers and, and drive him back a little bit. I'm very excited to see how he does. And Trevor, you know who else's benefits benefits T.J. Slayton? Now he has a little bit more time to learn how to breathe. Absolutely, absolutely. You can get the oxygen mask with him right. on the field, maybe. Who knows? Um, and you know, I might as well get ahead of it because I know people are going to start talking about this. Uh, yes, he does have other run-ins with the law if you count traffic tickets and moving violations i mean really right <laughs> just like let's keep that in mind it's moving violations we I almost think, all have them yeah i think i got no less than 50 parking tickets in my uh, five years at <laughs> uw lacrosse um not that bad and i think that leads to a question as to how you racked up 50 um but okay. you know that'll be for maybe a different podcast. yeah i mean they they don't mark the roads correctly is first of all Second of all, is I pay to go to that school. I shouldn't have to pay to park on campus. 
And then, so one time I got, I got one, um, my car was in the shop. I'd take my cousin's car and I, I got one to take it with his while I was working <laughs> at, at the school. Um, and then they started putting all these pay for park areas by the school. So everyone started like parking on the street further back and then it was back towards our apartment. Um, so there's nowhere to park on our street. So I had to go wait on, yeah, it was a whole process that I got scummed so, out of. So to everybody watching in UW lacrosse, get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, take, take that from this podcast, really. Um, and then one of the last things that I have, um, touching on special teams, you know, I talked about it a little earlier, um, this is going to slip through the cracks for a lot. Um, but not us, um, Equinemia St. Brown EQ. He went to the bears on a one year minimum contract. We talked about investing in the special teams and we pointed out, we broke down film multiple times. We talked about it all the time. EQ is the best special teams player the Packers had. And that is not saying a lot. But him going to the Bears for a minimum still says that even for a minimum, the Packers cannot bring them back. Um, again, we've heard it from Goot, and we're seeing it now in real time. There is no investing in special teams. And now down our best special teams player. Um, we'll see how that plays out. I know we signed Bisaccia, but as we've said before, his best special teams units have been middle of the pack. So um, it. Don't be surprised if you get the same results, especially early in the season from the Green Bay Packers. Um, did you think this is as important as me or a little less or, you know, well, not yeah. too much yet? I mean, yeah, it's de- definitely important. I think I said on on one of the other shows when we had discussed Bisaccia is I think we get through about four weeks before fans decide to start saying that fire Bisaccia. Um, there's no investment in the special teams. Um, when you're When you're cutting long snappers in the middle of the year, um, then immediately seeing, you know, your, your field goal unit go to shit. Um, it, it, it proves that there's no, no idea, no, no faith in special teams, no, no interest in it. Um, I, I mean, I'll repeat what we've been saying for how, for two years now that we've been saying this, the best teams went with special teams, the Patriots. Great. You know, Baltimore's always had great special teams. They've always been there. Um, the, the Rams have had great special teams lately and, you know, winning Super Bowls, getting to Super Bowls. Um, I don't want to say that special teams caused us to lose, that, to not make the Super Bowl last year, um, but I won't say that it helped at all, um, especially to see you know your season end on a special teams uh, disaster after bitching about it all year. Absolutely. And, you know, they didn't look great against the 49ers, and the 49ers lost to the Rams, but different matchups mean different games. Mm-hmm. Um, Packers survived against the 49ers. I'm not saying they do win, but what I am saying is coming to Lambeau, um, we did, in fact, see what happened um, with the Rams middle of the season. Wasn't even close. Um, and then the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl. Not saying the Packers win the Super Bowl, but definitely saying there is something to look into there. Um, Peter Hewitt said, thought for a second this was your other show. Um, that is Sundays. Uh, so we will, we will talk about Bucks next time. Shout out Bucks. Um, I can understand you're confusing. Shout out Buckshots. Check yeah. us out there. Um, Randy3336, again, special teams are a huge part of the team. And, and I'm glad you agree. Um, in postseason, in the offseason, a lot of people are talking about defense, offensive moves for good reason. Boy, is this special team's falling down. Like that EQ thing, it's like they just mm-hmm. it has placed it right in the middle of all this news that nobody would pay attention. Um, same script. Hopefully not the same ending, same story. Yeah, Trevor, my my I, before we end the show here, I just wanted to bring this up too with everyone talking about, oh, now we can spend draft picks on receivers, right? Um, we don't have a right tackle right now. Um, you, if, if you're going to draft a right tackle, then you have um, Myers starting at center, second year who's coming off an injury. 
Um, Royce Newman, who may be the worst football player in the NFL and a rookie right tackle. Um, that's, that's very concerning for, for the right side of the right side of the line uh, with a 38 year old Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, so some money is going to have to be spent to, to get someone good there. Um, otherwise that's another reason that you can ask why they, why they resigned Rodgers. A- absolutely. And, you know, again, you look at the draft, even if we don't sign anybody and we say, Hey, those first two first round picks got to be elite talent wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Even if you hit on those wide receivers, you're now talking second round pick. There have certainly been guys who have Packers have gotten in the fourth and the fifth that have worked, but offensive linemen this past year that were drafted would not lead me to have, and, and I'm sure not you, to have confidence in offensive linemen taken late in the draft. I know they have Elton Jenkins, they have guys, but a lot of them are getting help from the Bakhtiaris on the line that are helping them out, the Elton Jenkins, stuff like that. Well, the thing is, everyone says that the Packers are so great at drafting linemen late, right? They've also missed on a lot of linemen early, um, throwing it back to uh, Jason Spriggs. Derek um, Sherrod. Derek Sherrod. Throw his name in the ring. Right. There, it, there have been misses. So I don't know if, if the Packers are bad at evaluating who's – maybe they just have a whole board of who's good, you know, and they don't really specify. They don't know some of them. Um, they just – I don't know. But for, for whatever reason, Packers don't draft linemen well in the, in the early uh, rounds of the NFL draft. And then if they do decide, hey, we need an offensive line, are you really going to waste or, – or I shouldn't say waste, but are you really going to hinge your success on second-round talent wide receivers? Right. Um, the, the Raiders don't exactly have early picks in the first or second round. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a difference of 10 picks. We're talking 20, 30 picks. So – and then um, if, if you want to trade up, you know, it's likely that both those picks are going to be involved, right? You're only going to get one pick in the first round. And last year that turned into Amari Rogers. Um, mm-hmm. and we saw how that worked. Um, you kind of touched on um, trading up. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about that um, in our draft special in two weeks. We'll kind of go over that in a little bit at the end here. But um, right now, as it stands right now, what do you think the Packers draft strategy will be or should be so trevor you know <laughs> you know how much i love sam howell so I'm, I'm desperately trying not to say sam howell right now um but no they have to they have to address right tackle first and foremost right you can't throw the ball if you're under pressure the whole game um look at kyler murray um but that has to be addressed i don't know if they're doing that through the draft or through free agency yet or whatever um but if, if a pick needs to be used to get a right tackle that that you're happy about then then do it um and then I, the other need has to be, you know, receiver, right? Or a pass catcher, however you make that, you make that work. Um, that would be my, my strategy for the first two rounds. Maybe even the first two picks, you grab two linemen and then second round receiver just to try to do, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's their Packers are in a really weird spot right now where two years ago, we did not need these two positions and we weren't even thinking about, you know, not having Devonte Adams and Brian Belaga. Yeah, and I think it'll be important to see um, any moves the Packers make in free agency. You know, if you sign a right tackle or a wide receiver, even if they're not a great name, it does lessen the burden. Then you're talking out of those first two picks or first three picks, maybe you only need one offensive lineman instead of two or one receiver instead of two. Trevor, would would you be more comfortable with a rookie right tackle and a veteran receiver or a veteran right tackle and a rookie receiver? 
Veteran right tackle for sure. Yeah. I think you know what you get more. Rookie wide receivers, we've seen guys slip through the cracks like no other business. I mean, there's probably some guy that is not even on the draft board that'll come in as an undrafted free agent. We kind of saw it with Juwan Winfrey. He balled out in training camp. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows who that'll be this year? Maybe another Dan Arnold. He could probably right. play receiver. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, like like I said, it, it, they're in a very weird spot that you know you don't you don't really think about when you have um, a pretty great offense. You know, the greatest. Uh, talented quarterback of all time, um, one of the best receivers in the last 25 years. Um, the, the only thing that sucks is, you know, the Packers have been in contending since 2010. And um, I don't know that they've gotten any better since that NFC, actually since that NFC championship loss to Seattle. Yeah, and that is something that we'll have to see as it continues to play out. Um, we will not have a show, uh, next week, obviously kind of a lull here, unless something huge comes in. Randy says it truly was the last dance and you are a hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. Um, what we have now is the weird Scotty Pippen, early bulls, Luel mm -hmm. Dang era. So brace yourselves. Uh, but <laughs> as I said, uh, we will not have a show next week unless something big happens. I can't imagine that happens with the Packers. We will be back in two weeks, though, um, for kind of talking about the Packers draft. Um, as always, hey, go check us out on Flurry Sports. Um, we are once again killing it. March Madness, um, Packers. Um, go follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Rhyme, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Me at Trevorland2. Um, go, go text Janet Wilson. Um, where is the queen of Packers Twitter? Um, tell her to come back to the table for contract negotiations or just take the tag. Um, our fearless leader, Zach, will be back. Follow him at Fantasy Flurry for um, Packers News. Like the show, share the show, rate the show, but only if it's five stars. Um, as always, we will see you later. Have a great night. This has been Lombardi Soup with Trevor and Luke, the dynamic duo, back again. And you all have a good night. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.